Welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast, everybody. You are here with the cold miser himself, old Brando. I am the and cold miser. the Great Dive Podcast quiz show maniac, old Jamesy. <laughs> well, people of the uh, Great Dive Podcast, we, we do need to apologize for last week's show. We, we did have to do a re-release. Hey, man, life doesn't wait. What can I say? That's that's it. That's all you can say. It's not like we were sitting back in our beach house, you know, uh, <laughs> soaking up the sun in, in Key Largo, just not wanting to put the work in. Hardly the case. No. We hope the people enjoy that little look back at the old, uh, our, the, the old original Great Dive podcast quiz show, the old Cold Miser Quiz. You can listen to it at the Smithsonian now. They're saving it for posterity's sake, and it was such a, a big part of the growth of this nation. <laughs> but hey, um, people of the Great Dive Podcast, you've been emailing us. You've been sending us messages, and we've been listening. We do listen. I've got more stickers that I need to send out. I know. I know I've got to send more stickers out. They're coming. And you've been asking us questions. There's a lot of questions to get to. We're getting to them. The weather's changing. Fall is here. It's getting colder. And one of the big questions that we have been receiving have been about cold water. Tis the season, Jamesy. It's coming. It is. The the weather, the, the temperature's dropping. We got to get back into, you know, thinking about staying warm the whole time. You know, it's... It's nice, even, you know, in in the Great Lakes, when you're doing something below 100 feet in the Great Lakes, which is our home, I mean, the water's 40 degrees year-round. But the return home, when you get into the the shallower water, when you get shallower than 60 feet, you go back up past that thermocline, and and you start getting into some warmer water, which really makes things nice. Mm But now we're getting to that point where that's going to be going away soon. And you've got to just remember, you're going to be freezing your ass off the whole time you're in the water. It's the facts of life. It is. I have nothing to add to that. There's an awkward silence here. I have well, nothing. You said I, I just it said, so succinctly. You of all people. Of all people. <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Mr. TV show nostalgia. Yeah. When I said that it's a facts of life, I was you're thought you were going to say something like into. you you take the good, you take, take the, the bad, <laughs> you take the both, and there you have the facts I, uh, of life. Like, like, what's going on? Who, who I is this? Did not watch that show really. I mean, what? I, no, I wasn't a big. I'm not a big TV person. Come on, man. I just know stuff. <laughs> I just know stuff. But no, that did not even pop into my mind when you said that. That was the facts of life. Think I'm losing it? You think I'm going downhill, James? Could be the uh, end of me. You might be. You might what be. good am I if I can't pop in with a silly verse or lyric from a stupid ass TV show? <laughs> right. Well, that's my question. What good are you <laughs> if you can't come in with a stupid quote? <laughs> Brando, I have an article here from the people over at Dan. Okay. Specifically, the South African Dans, four tips 
for staying warm while you're cold water diving. It doesn't get very cold in South Africa. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. Wait, are you, are you calling bullshit on, um, on, well, no. on, the, on the South Africans <laughs> telling idea, us how to stay warm? Their idea of cold and our idea of cold might be a couple of degrees off of each other. Forgive the pun. Very true. But way down on the southerny, southern, southern tip of South Africa. That, South Africa is one of those uh, interesting places because yeah. it's so goddamn humongous that it's like diving, saying you're going to dive the United States. Yeah. Right? That could encompass anything. The Keys. Yeah. The Great all Lakes. the way up to Isle Royal and yeah. Lake Superior. You know, you're still in the United or States. Or even Alaska. Right, you're right. Still in, you're still in the United States, technically. Right. Um, where are you diving in the United States? Hawaii? Yeah. Anchorage, Alaska? Maine? Springmill Pond? All, I mean, if, 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 you take, if you take your one three-millimeter suit because somebody Said, invites you yeah. over to the dive of the United States and you think you're going to Isla Mirada, and somebody takes you to Spring Mill Pond, Michigan, you are not going to be happy. You are going to be angry, actually. Yes, because you have to be ready to stay warm. This is a story written by Sarah Banderby. Sounds, uh, sounds South African. Little, a little Australian, maybe. Oi, could be a Kiwi. She's a Swede, actually. She's a Swede. Swede, really? With that She's name? She's a Swede. She's a open water instructor. Works year-round up in Stockholm. So. Okay. Nice. So she knows a little something about the cold waters. Which, if you're going to take some advice from somebody about diving cold water, you want somebody who has an understanding of what cold oh, water yeah. is. You do. You do. You know, you don't want to... You don't wanna, Take your cold water advice from, from. the instructor <laughs> down in down in the keys no. who you know that for that one month when the water drops into the mid seventies. Yeah. And it's now cold water. He's giving you cold water instruction. No, you you want to get your cold water knowledge from somebody who's moving chunks of ice out of the way when they hit the surface. That's some cold water, baby. Agreed. And when the air temperature is in the single digits Celsius. That's not very cold. <laughs> or even worse, the single digits Fahrenheit. Yeah, that's a little more cold. Now you're dealing with some really, really cold weather because not only do you have to worry about the cold water, but in my opinion, the, the hardest part about diving the cold water is being in a cold environment before and after. Yeah, you got to find ways to stay warm or it can get dangerous. Sarah says, you might have seen photos of those clear waters with those preserved wrecks and or unique wildlife native to colder temperatures. It might seem like an arduous task to dive into sub 10 degrees Celsius water, but it's worth it. For, uh, for us um, imperial imperialists, American capitalists, people, um, that'd be about 50 degrees Fahrenheit. 
So it's not really that. That's not cold. That's not cold yet. But it's it's not toasty. It's not, no. uh, you know, it's not three millimeter or even five millimeter worthy. It's uh, it's dry suit worthy. I mean, that's like your your beer's only been on the ice for about five minutes. Cold. Right, right. It's not. It's not too. It's cold. not. That's like pulling the beer off the top of the cooler. Yeah, not the bottom of the cooler. There cold. you go. That's you know you know us Americans. Everything we'll, we'll use we'll use anything <laughs> to describe Here. other than the metric system. <laughs> yes, screw the metric system. That's what you get for trying to convert us. She says, when preparing for diving in sub ten degree Celsius water, there are certain things that are given: dry suits, thicker wet hoods. Dry hoods, maybe. Dry suit gloves and even electrical heating, as well as the use of rebreathers. Sure, she says. The equipment is a big part of it. Keeping dry is a good start. However, I want to share some further tips for cold water diving that I have learned over the years that help me stay warm that are not necessarily connected to your equipment. And she gives us four really good little tips here, Brando. Okay. Nice. And these are not the, the typical ones that you would think. You know, I mean, we've talked in the past, and that's what I said. You know, we got a couple emails about cold water again. And, I mean, you could go back to some of our earlier shows where we really, you know, broke it down. But these are a couple of good ones. Okay. Well, my interest is peaked now. I'd like to uh, – I'm always up for learning something new. You know that. I'm an old dog, but I like new tricks. You can teach an old dog new tricks. This old That's dog. what the Great Dive Podcast is all about. Now, Brando, yeah. sit, sit, <laughs> sit, <laughs> and learn okay. how to feel cold. I'm trying. You think about that? Learn how to feel cold. How do you feel cold? I thought think I was a natural it. at it. I was natural at feeling cold. I've been told that. I've been told I was cold. That's a different email that we recently got. <laughs> He's cold and a different bastard. rating and review that we got. Yes. About your coldness. <laughs> He's a cold bastard. But Sarah says it might sound odd, but I'll explain, she says. The best source of warmth while you die is the body heat that you generate. <laughs> She's got some splaining to do. Yes. See, there's a, st- a silly ass <laughs> TV reference, old Ricky <laughs> Ricardo. You got some splaining to do, Lucy. She says the best way to generate heat is to maintain a higher level of work, not to the point of fatigue, but moving is better than hovering and staying still. On the surface, it's better to keep the body cooler so it is in a state of heating up. She says if you start overheating and sweating on the surface, the body starts to cool down, and you want the body to generate heat. She says, while I dive, I always feel cool, but seldom freezing. Get used to and train yourself to be able to differentiate the feeling of being cool and freezing. You know what she means by that? Yeah, yeah, because I'm pretty cool. I know exactly what it means to be cool. I'm, uh, I've perfected. The art of being cool. 
This is I, why. I know this is why I still wear <laughs> checkerboard van slip-ons, people. <laughs> exactly to stay cool. I got. Uh, I got someone mentioned to me how cool I was because I had my sunglasses on and it was an overcast day, and I said. She she said, you have your sunglasses on and the sun's not out. And I said, when you're cool, the sun shine on you 24 hours a day. And uh, she <laughs> did not like that comment back to her, her little uh, critique of my sunglasses during the day. Right, right. My wife w- wants to know if I'm ever going to get rid of all my old rock and roll band T-shirts. No. No. I'm is cool. She, is she crazy? <laughs> Right. Why would you? What? Why would you even ask she's me so to throw smart, away my Ramones she's t-shirt? She's not so smart. What I'm not throwing the... away my Ramones t-shirt. <laughs> oh man, did they not teach her anything in wife school? This is this is number one. You do not start throwing away the cool stuff. The stuff, and, and honestly, that's probably why she fell in love with you. You know that. Thank you. Okay. Did you tell her that? Did you remind her? You're like Samson and Delilah. You know, she's going to cut your hair off and you're going to be weak, worthless. And she's going to say, what happened to you? You've changed. And you say, you did this. You did this. You threw away my Ramones t-shirt, yo. (laughs) If you show up to the dive site and you're overloaded Mm. of staying super hot and warm, Topside, yes. Just while you're getting out and getting your gear together, and you start sweating just on the surface because you're worried about getting cold. Right. You know what she? I think this is what she's saying here. Mm-hmm. You're doing the opposite of what you want to kind of do. Right. Yeah. Because your body's in cool down mode, not in stay warm mode. And that's what she, she. I think she's trying to get at is right. Right. She says that feeling cool is good. But freezing to the point that you start to lose sensation in your arms and feet is bad. It's bad. Yeah. If you, stay, bad. if you stay so warm that you're like hot and right. start sweating underneath all that warm clothes, it's going to work against you. Exactly. Not to mention, you know, you have that, you'll be a little damp. You're, and that, that dampness cools you down too a lot, a lot quicker than air, you know? Right. right? Yeah. If you can stay cool and dry. Not to the point where you start getting the vasoconstriction. Right. Yeah, I think that's a good tip. I mean, that's something I don't think we've ever mentioned in our uh, How to Stay Warm episodes or any, anything like that. But that is a good tip. Keep your body in warm-up mode, not in cool-down mode. And to stay in warm-up mode, you keep your body kind of cool. Right? Right, yeah. So to, to, you know, to have you know, a bunch of heated garments... Like walking around in an electric blanket while you're getting ready to the point Might be where too much. You're, it's it's too much. Yeah, yeah. You, you've sweated through. You're you're not preparing yourself for that cold water. That and you know, acclimating to the coldness is going to better prep you for hitting that cold water. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you 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 got to get your uh, your body into that mode of. I'm warming up. I'm going to warm up. I'm going to generate heat, not not try to cool cool down. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So getting your body ready of, like, it's cold around here. It's going to be cold for a while. Get in the mood of building heat up. She says that the good news is that the body is good at adapting to the cold. 
and you can train to increase your cold tolerance, Sarah says it's a matter of time and tenacity. Well, I think that's uh, that time thing and getting ready in a, in, in a timely manner is uh, that's critical for a lot of things. And then especially with either staying, staying warm or staying cool. Like you see it, you see it on the boats and you see it in the summer. Uh, one person's all in their gear uh, pretty quickly. The other person's taking their time and they just sit there in a dry suit, just sweating in the sun. You know, that, that kind of thing. So getting ready in that timely manner together as a team, that, that's important. And we talk about it in, the, in, in technical training and, and stuff like that. You talk about that getting, getting ready and in your kit in a timely manner as a team. So yeah, so that you can get right into the water. Right. When, when it's, I mean, the zipping up into a suit and just sitting there. Yeah. In, in the sun, sweating on the inside to jump into cold water, even temperate water in the shallows, but you're going to go through a thermocline into cold water. That's going to take away from your enjoyment. Oh, yeah. And if you've got a layer of dampness under there uh, and you hit that cooler water, it's you're going to get cold now. So you were in cooling down mode because you overheated on the surface and then you get underwater and you're still in cooling down mode. Your body is and, and it yeah. needs to be warmed up. And I think that's what she right. means about that from earlier on. Right. If you're driving to the dive site with the heat blasting in your face and you're in, you know, the inside of your vehicle is roasting right. like the, you know, the, the desert heat. Yeah. You're going to take away from your comfort in the water, whereas if you keep the vehicle cool. Somewhat cool, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to go full board. I'm not going to take that advice to the other other side either because when I'm heading to the dive site in the winter, I enjoy being comfortable. Comfortable, I would agree with. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the, the, the timing it all out. The tenacity, the the mindset of knowing that you're gonna about to uh, put your your body through a couple of hours of torture in a way. Like it's gonna <laughs> diving <be>. is fun. <laughs> Cold water diving is fun. Her second point, Brando. I'm listening. If you want to stay warm when you're diving in the cold water, another tip that she gives that you don't usually hear about. I mean, you hear about. You know, get a better undergarment. You hear about dry gloves. You don't generally hear somebody tell you about eat properly before and after the dives. Well, I could uh, I could vouch for that. I, I, I believe that's important for all diving, not just cold water. I know you're a big fan of getting that good pre-dive meal in. I like uh, I like to I like to go into the water with a. Not overly stuffed, but I feel no, but, but like something you know, in, something not in your, something in your belly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't you come up though? I mean, I come up from diving just starving almost every dive, just starving. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to eat. I mean, I, I like, I, I like going out for some food after after diving. Sarah says, while eating properly sounds like a given, people underestimate how much your food intake affects your cold water dives. It takes the body a lot of energy to generate heat in colder waters, especially at zero to minus six Celsius. And eating a proper breakfast, lunch, and dinner consisting of a lot of fat and carbohydrates helps the body with energy that it needs. It's even better if the food's warm, she says. Nice. 
It is even better. Those of you who have uh, enjoyed coming up with us to dive the good old Kuka shipwreck for the, for the old ice diving tiki party extravaganza. I think it is an extravaganza. Ice diving kooka, kooka <laughs> barbecue. You guys will is know a- that we've got smoking Joe's uh, cooking, <laughs> cooking kookarita cafe right out there by the by the ice diving hole. Yeah, and, and he's cooking up breakfast sandwiches for that very reason, right? So people have food in their stomachs, uh, their their body is ready to work and generate heat, and they can be warm and comfortable while we're out there on the ice for. Literally a full day's work. Warm food uh, for cool water. Speaking of water, she says, hydrating often is also good. And a hot, salty broth is fantastic after you finish a cold dive. A hot, salty broth. And uh, it's been known on some dive sites to have a little hot toddy waiting at shore. To warm up the soul. Yeah, what does she say a about that? Cup of, <laughs> a hot cup uh, of... A hot cup of coffee. Hot uh, cup of Joe. A hot cup of hot chocolate. Hot We've got... Uh, you know, what, what is what hot we do chocolate? That? If coffee's Joe, what is hot chocolate? Joe Mama? A Joe Mama. Okay. Yeah. A hot <laughs> cup of Joe Mama. No you just agree with it. Just so... Just agree with him so we can move on because he'll just keep going and going... <laughs> Yeah, if coffee's Joe, I think uh, we should make up something for hot chocolate. Fred. Hot Jolene. Jolene. There you go. That's hot not, Jolene. Eh. Sexist. <laughs> hot chocolate. Name hot one song cho. by... Hot Cho. Name one song by Hot Chocolate. You can't, can you? You sexy thing. You sexy thing. One of the best songs ever by Hot Chocolate. And if you ever want a treat, watch the music video. That's a treat. You'll see who Hot Chocolate is. Brando, her third tip. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) She says, it puts the lotion on the skin. Puts the lotion on the skin. In the basket. Or else it gets the hose. Here we go. Do you know what she means by this? Uh, Put the lotion on the skin. You know, I want you to know something right now. As opposed to. It's it's getting to be wintertime. We're going to be doing these cold water dives. I know. You know, uh, although we're talking about staying warm, we should also be talking a little bit about self-care. You know what I mean? And our friends at Manscaped have some wonderful formulations for us to help us keeping our lotion on our skin. And you know what I mean by skin, Brando? I mean your ball sack. <laughs> that's, the skin, that's the skin I'm Just talking about. Just come out about. and tell me. Just come because I'm not reading you. What, what, do you, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, you don't want your balls drying up and shriveling up, getting all stubbly, hard to trim. Hard to manscape. When it comes to making an impression, proper grooming is essential. And looking and feeling your best when you walk into a room or get out to that ice hole. The old ice hole with a bunch of ice holes. You know when you got a bunch of ice holes that you better be formulated with some crop-preserving 
groin deodorant, people. That's why our sponsors today, Manscaped, are committed to helping men around the world, divers at ice holes all around the world. Fargan ice holes to boot. To walk up to that hole with some swagger this season. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and enjoy our offer. 20% off for shipping with the code TGDP at manscaped.com. Don't neglect your beautiful self. Get some lotion on the skin or else it gets the ice dive again with Manscaped. Brando, the the crop-preserving anti-chafing ball deodorant is only one of the formulations (laughs) that Manscaped is, is known for. I know it's our favorite one to talk about because it does such a great job at moisturizing Brando's balls. <laughs> Wait a but what he rarely talks about is that is that crop exfoliator that he uses, that gentle groin exfoliant that he uses before he does a little bit of whacking down there. <laughs> Not that kind of whacking. I mean the weed whacking trimming. Wait a minute. But that's why he's got that ultra premium collection because it's got all of the formulations that he needs. The two-in-one shampoo and hair conditioner, his body wash. You ever stand next to Brando out on the out on the dive boat? He smells fantastic. He's got his body wash. He's been using that ultra premium deodorant. Thanks, Manscaped. And Manscaped also provides exactly where Sarah was talking about, but that ultra-premium lip balm. Which is good stuff. Yeah, it's fantastic. And uh, exactly what she's trying to say is uh, the parts we expose to the cold water directly will feel the slap of the coldness when we descend. You know what it's like after being in that kooka ice hole all day long, how swollen your lips are at the end of the day. (laughs) You can barely barely talk for the next couple of hours. So you get those lips all moisturized again? Absolutely. It's a lot of time in the water. So get your ultra premium lip balm out there, people, um, by going to Manscaped, who support the Great Dive Podcast. Get out there. Use our exclusive code TGDP for 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off, everybody. Free shipping, Manscaped.com. Use that code TGDP. Feel like yourself again and take charge of your (laughs) cold water diving life with Manscaped. But Brando, Sarah says the brain freeze, while intense in the beginning sometimes, will pass. And some parts of the face will go numb. And that's normal. That's called cold water <laughs> diving, damn it. And it's fun. And we like it. And you will like, sis. But she says it does take a toll on the skin. And especially the lips when doing repetitive dives. The cold dries out the skin really, really fast. Don't hesitate to slather on lotion that's super fatty on the cheeks and lips before and after the dives. She says the fatter the better. Okay. So really get in there and, and lotion up those lips. Okay. Interesting. And I myself have been a fan for a number of years of using a high-quality essential oil-based lip balm. And judging by how nice your lips, how succulent your lips are... Looking you don't on the get, screen. You don't get cool succulent <laughs> lips like this exactly. by just putting on some cheap petroleum based bargain Waxy. bargain bin no name brand chapstick. You can't get yourself some good lip balm. 
for that very reason. Yep. It uh, it definitely helps. That is one of the exposed pieces of uh, your body in cold water diving. Your cheeks, your lips, your face is going to get cold. It's one of the things that people talk about all, all the time about diving really, really cold water is, you know, they, they look at the hood. They go, well, what do you do about your face? Well, you, you just take like it. Sarah, You're all you right. Just take it. Yeah, Come on. Just deal with it. It goes numb after a little while. You're fine. You'll be fine. Stop complaining. You're gonna have. It's gonna bring some color back into your life. It's gonna. It's, time. it's gonna grow use a little, balls you could for use you. Use a little <laughs> cold glow. You could use some balls. Just fucking deal with it. What? What? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but I don't want to. Oh, my face will get cold. Wham. 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 Do you ever say that to your students, James? Are you ever that harsh? No, but I never, I, I never really complain about the cold on my face. No, it's never anything that bothers me. It's always my hands. Yes, your fingers. You, uh, and fingers are a tough one. That's a tough one, especially if you're doing, you know, like scootering in cold water. Absolutely. You know that one trigger finger gets it bad. <sighs> Man, I've tried what, what seems to be every possible combination. And yet, year after year, I'm still looking for a better combination. Yeah. You know, one, one of the mistakes that I, I painfully remember in the past is, like, trying to put on too much, packing too much undergarment into the glove where you don't have enough air in there. And it's just so packed that it actually does the opposite of keeping you warm. Well, yeah, because you, you end up cutting off circulation or making it difficult for the blood to move around. So, yeah, it gets cold. That's Remember, that's how you're warming your hand up is the blood is being pumped. Warm blood is being pumped into your digits, right? <laughs> so Right, so keep it, which is why, you know, being able to keep your core, you know, comfortable exactly. and consistent the whole time is one of the real keys at keeping your fingers warm. And, and toes, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those extremities. You got to remember when you do start to get cold, your your body starts shunting blood into the core, right off of the extremities to keep that core warm. So if you've let your core drop enough to to the point it's shunting your extremities, uh, you're gonna you're gonna get colder faster even. So so keep that core warm, and I mean that's that's part of how a, a nice electric vest works is keeps your whole body warm by keeping your core warm. So your your body's pumping completely out to all extremities. Sarah says air is your friend. For some, the notion of having a lot of air in the dry suit is usually not very inviting. It's not uncommon to see people asking about undergarments that are not so fluffy. And these same people often don't want too much air in the dry suit. Now she says, tough luck. Air is exactly what you need. That's the whole purpose of a dry suit, she says. And the fluffier, the better. I would say that there's a, a limit to that. The fluffier, the better. I, I get that the undergarment needs to be able to be lofty enough to hold air so that the undergarment can do its job. But swimming around with a big old fully blown up dry suit is not the answer either. No, that is not the answer. It makes, you know... It makes diving difficult when you've got a fully blown up dry suit and, and you have to be overweighted. 
Right. She yeah. says your body will heat the air. The proper undergarments will capture it. Yes. And the dry suit forms the final layer between you and the cold water. She says you want the air to be able to travel freely from the tip of your fingers to the tip of your toes. So having tight boots, tight gloves, or a dry suit is not recommended. No. You want good circulation, man. Yeah, yeah. The air's got to be able to move throughout the suit. That's what's keeping you warm. It's the air in the suit that's keeping you warm. But I think a lot of people see that and they're thinking, yeah, blow that blow son of a bitch up. up. And it does give an immediate, like, oh, okay, this is a little warmer. But that's not how the suit is supposed to be dived. And, and that's what you're paying for with your, your high-tech undergarment. You're paying for that technology that they, you know, they had to develop, which kind of grabs a hold of the gas molecule. And uh, that's how you stay warm, is that, that high-tech garment holds the gas. Right. You need enough gas in the suit so that the undergarment can do its job. Right. But fully blowing up the suit, I mean, uh, at some point you got to realize, well, I mean, hydrostatic pressure is always going to be present. So you're never going to be able to swim around with a giant bubble all the way around you, right? The water is going to push on one side of that bubble against your body unless you're diving with a hard-shelled newt suit type of a suit, but that's not the way our dry suits work on us. That'd be a good warm suit. Oh, that would be an extremely Maybe. warm suit. Yeah. She says there's a huge difference in warmth using three-finger gloves or even thumb gloves compared to a five-finger dry suit glove. She says when I dive, I have three layers of undergarment gloves inside my three-finger gloves. It's a, it's a difficult thing to come to terms with is the, 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 the discussion of warmth versus dexterity. Dexterity, yeah. I mean, the you got to get used to the dry gloves. I, I resisted for a long time when uh, I first started doing ice diving and whatnot, and um, huge difference. But you do lose dexterity with the with the dry gloves. But you can you can get used to it. I mean, you just dive them all the time. That's why we dive the same way all the time. Is you are getting used to, you know, manipulating the bolt snaps and whatever you have to to do with the dry gloves. Versus, I mean, the lobster claw deals. Those are sucky. I uh, I never ever got good with them. I tried them a couple times, but right. But you know. could you imagine if? You never used them. Right. And then uh, now you're going to do a big cold water dive where you need to use them and you've never used them. You can imagine how difficult it's going to be. It's a pain in the ass. That's Mm -hmm. why I agree with what you're saying Mm -hmm. is, you know, you dive that way for the majority of the diving, even where you might not fully need the, the warmth of that suit or of that glove, but you're, you're training yourself to undo a bolt snap for your pressure gauge clip up a long hose, get in and out of your kit, do all the skills that you would do, running a reel and using a spool and messing around with marker bags or deco bottles or stage bottles or whatever you happen to be doing so that on the dives when it is cold and you don't have a choice, you have to have that that equipment on. Yeah. You've been using it the whole entire time, and it's, it's just another normal little dive. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you got you to gotta practice like you play, so. Although I did, I did use my dry suit with uh, no, no dry gloves last week. It's a nice feeling. It's a nice feeling well, it's, it's, being able to feel stuff. 
<laughs> oh, it's a great feeling. I mean, I do, I do, I do love it. It's, it's a wonderful yeah. feeling just to be, you know, that's the beauty of being in the cooler temperates of the the Florida caves, where it's it's comfortable enough to be in a nice warm yeah. dry suit, but being able to have a wet glove that you can feel and touch and and have the the tactile sensitivity to do stuff easily with your fingers. But if you're going to dive in cold water, you better be used to diving in cold water. I think that's one of the biggest takeaways for people that want to learn to dive in cold water is you got to get used to diving in cold water, which kind of goes a little bit to her first point of you got to learn how to feel the cold. Yeah. You know, and if you're gonna, if you know you got a big cold water trip coming up, you know, prepping for it in Grand Cayman, although yeah, you're diving, isn't the place you want to be. You want to start getting some cold water diving in, not just to get used to the cold temperature, but just getting used to the equipment that you're going to have to wear in that environment. The lack of mm-hmm. dexterity in that environment, the increased drag in that environment, and the hood, the hood, the boot. There's a lot of the people hood, don't boot. don't wear hoods in their warm water locations, and then... it's it's a it's amazing how many people mm-hmm. are adverse mm-hmm. to a hood. It's the last thing they want to do. They hate the claustrophobic feeling of yeah. a hood. Well, it helps if you get a good hood too. I mean, you pay you pay the fiddler for it, but uh, a good, easily uh, stretched neoprene hood is nice. You. Cost a few bucks, but that Yamamoto neoprene, whoa, that stuff is like butter. I can't tell you how many people I've seen that would sacrifice a hood and be cold and uncomfortable, right? Because they would rather not have the hood, well, than, than retain the heat. I know, I'm with you. To me, that says I'm not comfortable diving it. Not so much I'm not comfortable with the hood. You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, it, it it is a big part of diving. You've got to learn to to uh, dive with it. You've got to you've got to suck it up, Buttercup. I guess. What, what else do you tell them? I I try to teach like the open water students. I love to get them this time of year because we've got maybe a couple of weeks where the water's still decently warm and the air is is, is nice, uh, and you don't really need a hood. But once they get that hood on, it it adds. You know, it's one thing I just don't like to deal with, like people with their claustrophobia and their their fucking whining. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, it's just uh it is nice if you can if you can teach them without the hood because it, it does increase the anxiety level in people. Well, which just goes to show why to me my point is is it means you need more time with yeah. the hood. If you're uncomfortable with the hood, it's cuz you need more time with the hood. You know, you, you can't deal with that hood thinking this hood is an evil monster that's trying to choke, <laughs> choke me, and it's it's making things yeah. more difficult and make, making things harder, and I don't like it. If, if that's your impression of the hood, well, there's some comfort and some confidence that you, you need to build up yeah. and some a little bit more understanding of, of how to use that tool in this environment you're going to. Agreed. I'm with you, Jamesy. But it is one of the things, the gloves, the hood, the extra gear, the the – Drag, extra drag in the water. Yeah, all, 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 
Right, all stuff that's going to have a big effect on you. You know, you you know you're wearing a, a bigger suit when you've got the the undergarment for your cold water dive inside of a dry suit than you do when you wear like a three millimeter mm-hmm. wetsuit in the Caribbean. So you know it's going to take more precision with your kicks to swim. Yeah. What is nice though is if you if that's the only diving you do for the most part is all this dry suit diving and cold water diving, and then you do get a nice trip to the Caribbean with a single tank in a three mil wetsuit. It's like it's like diving naked, pretty much. It is, which was, is what makes it such a pleasure. It, but in order for that to be pleasurable, you have to embrace the suck of the of right. the cold. You know, for the rest of the year, you know, you got to do. The, the real dives, so that you can enjoy those fun dives. Agreed, yes. And uh, we preach that. We preach that here in the Great Lakes. Yeah. My big tip for learning to dive the cold is to learn to embrace the cold and enjoy embrace the, the cold. Embrace the suck. I like Yeah, embrace the, the suck, man. Sarah says, in the end, you will find a configuration and dive style that suits you. For me... After significant testing, I have found a setup and dive style that allows me to do two-hour dives in two degrees Celsius water without electrical heating. And I think that's an important tip for the people is the electrical heating is wonderful, but you got to be careful with it. Yeah. But you can't, in my opinion, you can't rely on the electrical heating. Which is why I like this point that she's making here. The, the, that electrical heating should be a bonus. It's a luxury. It's not it's a, a luxury. requirement. Yeah. Because if you're doing a dive and you're counting on that heat as the only thing that's going to save you, and you lose the heat, you're, you're in trouble. Fucked. Yeah, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, as you know, as we know, uh, you're going to have failures on equipment. That's that's just part of the game. It's part of the game try to teach that to them to my new divers like because they're having equipment issues right and everybody does it's just part of the game you're you're going to have equipment even if you service it all you know you get it serviced regularly i mean it minimizes the chance but you're still going to have issues and and electricity and water you're going to have issues you're going to have issues and and the way i look at it is if you can go down accomplish what you wanted to do underwater spend whatever time you wanted whether that's 10 minutes or an hour mm-hmm. on that trip home you it's the end of the dive and you want to throw on some heat warm up at the end great <laughs> but you got to be ready for when you flip that switch and it doesn't come on that you're still able to make it through the end of that dive yes i agree james that's uh don't plan on it it's a nice luxury and uh, her and I, and I think you as well, uh, would all agree that, you know, cold water diving and the, the perfect cold water equipment is, is, is a bit of a quest. Right? She says, am I finished? No, <laughs> I'm still optimizing my configuration and procedures. But we all must start somewhere. And cold water diving offers amazing sights and fantastic things to see. So the best way to become used to the cold is to start diving in it. If you want more tips and tricks, don't be a stranger. Good luck in your underwater adventures. And uh, you can go over to the DanSA.org blogs, and you can find this great little uh, article by good old Sarah Banderby. 
and uh, a bunch of other little cool articles. Uh, they got some really great stuff over there. So if you haven't, people, go check that out. And in the meantime, it's about time you face up to the reality of that water's only getting colder and colder this year. So start prepping for it. Yeah. Do it. You know, one of the coldest dives of the year for a lot of our local divers is we do that Thanksgiving morning dive. It's kind of a, a <laughs> popular popular dive amongst the, the, the local diving community. That's a cold dive for a lot of people. When you dive that Thanksgiving morning dive in that cold water, it makes you thankful to get out of the water. You're very thankful for getting out of the water. Out of the cold. <laughs> All right. That was a great one. That's a good one. It's not, it's not, it's a dad joke. It's kind of a dad joke. You jive turkey. Well, everybody, those are some tips for staying warm. Uh, uh, we've got a couple of weeks of some, some cold water diving coming up. And we got a couple of episodes of cold water stuff for you that uh, are going to be fun to look at. So we hope you guys enjoyed this little dive into some cold water and we're gonna do some more fun stuff coming up these next couple of weeks brando James. should we sign a log book on this first cold water dive of the season no let's sign it let's sign it after we're done talking about cold water all right I can all right that. is that all right because i mean this isn't a big different dive for me i mean i, I don't oh. need to log this one no I, this i'm is, fine this no, is I, silly i don't I, I don't need the glory of adding <laughs> this one to my logbook. This is a pool dive. I'll wait till, I'll wait kind of till a, we do a, a good pool one. dive, James. You don't log This is kind of like dive. just a little practice dive. Yes. You, you, you don't log every single dive, people. Every we don't. You, get the water, you don't have to log. When you do the same dive for the 215th time, it, it's probably not log worthy. No, and that, that goes for those instructors logging their pool dives. Just stop. Just Stop. I don't want to hear you Doesn't got a thousand that, those dives. Those don't count. And, and 980 of them are in the freaking pool. Right. They don't count. I just taught a rescue class. I went up and down 37 times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love to log all 37 of those dives. So it doesn't count. Thank you. All right, everybody. Well, we will talk to you next week. Damn Skippy, we will. Blue, blue, blue.